This Monday, February 26th, NBA Betting Picks edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today by using promo code NBASGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, February 26th, currently 11-13 on the East Coast. Here to recap what we saw in the association over the weekend and get into the short four-game schedule here on the Monday docket. But joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the villain himself, the superstar of the show, fresh off of his birthday weekend. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Horrible. Yeah, the birthday was all right. It was cool. It, things were were going pleasant. You know, Mac, Mark Dagnall, OKC minus 16. Cool. Coasted. Didn't have to worry about it. D'Lo scored. He went over his points prop. Andrew Wiggins scored. He went over his points prop. It, it was all good until the Charlotte Hornets and the Golden State Warriors ending where Golden State, insult to injury, tried to put up one last bucket because they know the spread. They know the spread. Golden State knows the spread. They know. They know. That's probably why they folded. They knew that they were the favorite last night and Denver was plus money, and they said, you know what? Let's just stop playing. And at this point in the second half, let's just stop playing basketball and let's just let Denver get it. They know the spread. Golden State, if somebody on that Golden State team gets bounced for – uh, betting, then I, I 100% believe it's it's going to be Golden State. Golden State's going to get pop for betting for sure. They know the spread. I had the Hornets plus the 13. Was it Friday night, Saturday night? I got it at 12 and a half. I had that 12 and a half. I got it at 12 uh, and a half. It was the only uh, leg of the birthday parlay that missed. It, it, uh, <sighs> that's frustrating. That is frustrating. Oh, uh, especially if we're able to come down to the final seconds there. Like, the if you're going to fix the game, that's fine. I'm 100% fine with people fixing games. There are people out there that hate that sports are being fixed. I a hundred, I don't care. Just let me know so I can be on the right side. Just let <laughs> me know. Let me know so I can be on the right side. You can fix all you want. I promise you I won't care. Just let me know so I can be on the right side so I can win too. It, it's frustrating. Oh, uh, that, yeah, that's 100% uh, definitely frustrating uh, for sure, man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, we had a full schedule of games actually yesterday on Sunday. Um, believe it or not, I think every single game ended up going under the total uh, last night, I think. 10-0-1. Yeah, I think the one push was the Rockets game, if I'm not mistaken, Rockets and Thunder. Um, mm. That ended up, uh, I think, pushing, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, at 2 Yep, at yeah. 233, they pushed everything. And it's so crazy because I was looking at the slate and I kept saying San San Antonio and Utah. I was like, oh, I see some movement to the under, but I think that's mm-hmm. an over game. I don't know why that would be an under. It oh 
that opened up at 241 and a half. It closed at 239 and a half at the game. I was like, all right, I guess that's a no bet for me. Went under. Same feeling with the Atlanta game. I was like, oh, betting an under with Atlanta sounds terrible. But it, it Orlando, it felt like Orlando was going to win that game. Like, it really felt like Orlando was it. And they were in the driver's seat at one point to win. Yeah. And they just kind of squandered away, gave it up. That went under. So I was looking. I was looking at a few unders. I, oh, the Charlotte and the Portland game. I was like, man, that yeah. under is just low. But it, it could be ugly enough. Sure enough, nobody made it to a hundred. Shout out to Charlotte getting a yet another win. Doesn't matter because they didn't cover the game that I needed them to cover. But yeah, whatever. Uh, bunch of games. Bunch of games. It it was a that's a crazy day. Imagine if somebody parlayed all the unders. I saw somebody did actually uh, on before we got on here on Twitter. Um, okay. I think I was sitting there looking at it too. I was like, why are all these games trending to the under? Like some of these games just kind of feel like over spots for me. And I ultimately didn't end up playing any of the overs, but yeah, I wish I, I wish I next time I see that I'm going to just do it. Yeah. Since the all-star break, uh, unders are now 25, nine and two right around 74 and a half percent. So Maybe we missed a train on, especially with all the games going under. Maybe today's an under day as well. But I think at some point we'll see some of these overs coming, uh, you know, uh, regressing at least back to the mean at least. But um, mm-hmm. I think the one injury news I maybe should mention, but maybe doesn't make a difference anymore. And pretty much my fair bet of the regular season, the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young is going to be out for four weeks with the finger injury that he did suffer in the game against the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe done for the rest of the season. We'll see. But um he has a finger issue he's gonna have surgery i believe today or tomorrow and then he'll be out at least four weeks for the atlanta Hawks. so that was the uh big injury news out of uh the association this weekend um so anything else you want to mention you want to get into the uh jimmy butler the heat and the pelicans uh fight or lack thereof uh i mean i ain't really i I think they both were I, i don't know I don't know about that one, but what I will say is is that in lesser news, Patrick Williams is done for the season. Yeah, for the Bulls. So a lot of people, mm, who's Patrick Williams? But pretty solid defender, pretty solid wing player for that Bulls team. Yeah. So they're going to be without him for the rest of the season. Uh, I don't think I really had anything. We got Jimmy Butler, Najee Marshall. What did I miss? I think I missed Jose Alvarado's involvement. And I think I missed somebody else that got suspended for a game. I'm assuming he just walked off the bench. But I was like, it's a couple of people that got suspended. I was like, you did something? So Jose Alvarado actually came off of the bench. He was actually throwing haymakers. He was actually swinging. Um, Dang, I I, missed that part. Yeah, it was right like on the sideline where usually the coaches stand and it kind of trickled over to that that sideline by the – like the announcers and everything. Um, and then mm-hmm. there's like a video from like from a fan perspective where Jose Alvarado is coming down there just started swinging. I don't know who it was, um, <clears throat> but there were guys that we'll, I know we'll talk about it in the injury report for the Miami game here tonight. But um, Jimmy Butler obviously suspended. Thomas Bryant is there as well. Um, and then Nikola Jovic is uh, suspended as well. So um, a couple of guys going to be out here for Miami, at least for the next couple of games um, on their, mm-hmm. on their little West coast trip here right now. But yeah, I think, that's kind of the highlight of the weekend. We talked about the Hornets and the uh, the Warriors at the end of um, the end of that game, but oh, Najee Marshall is really backpedaling in this clip. A lot of backpedaling. Yeah, he grabs him by the throat and he started backpedaling. 
I want to see the Jose. I never saw the Jose Alvarado angle. I want to see that one. Let me see. Let me, let me see if I can find the fan uh, angle of it. I'll send it to you. Alvarado. Let me see here. Let me see if we can get this angle. Oh, Thomas Bryant stole off on him. Yeah, it was Thomas Bryant. That's who it was. Oh. So them two had gotten into it uh, right there on the sideline. Oh, oh, that's who I was like. Wait, how did Thomas Bryant? And I figured he just got off the bench. Oh, Thomas Bryant threw a punch. Dang, a fan threw a drink. Oh, that's how the balance in the palace happens. Oh, oh, and they got you on camera too. You is never going back to a game. Look, security pointed him out too. Oh, he is done. He's never going back to the game. Oh, yeah. The fan, the fan that just threw the drink is gone. That's in the oh man, what if he jersey. turned around? He could, and he's like down there in the bottom row too. Like it's not like Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace was so mad he had to climb up like ten flights of stairs to go get to the guy. <laughs> At that point, you're a little calm down. He threw that joint like four <laughs> rows away, man. And then why is Thomas Bryant trying to piece up Jose Alvarado? You got like a foot height difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, anything else from the weekend? Boo. Boo, that disappointed. Boo. What did uh hey Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson just said on their podcast too? Nobody's trying to fight. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> They're like, yeah, and ain't nobody trying to fight. Nobody, nobody's really trying fight to fight. Ryan. He said I fight Ryan, TJ McConnell. <sighs> I had to kill right. TJ McConnell. <laughs> Uh, all right, before we get into the games here for tonight, uh, what's the next time the Pacers play the Knicks, man? <laughs> Pacers and Knicks square up. Uh, we'll have to check Let the schedule. See. Let me, yeah, look. you look Go that ahead. up, and I'll, I'll uh, getting uh, go ahead and talk about underdog fantasy here. Look, hey, we're in that contest I told you guys about uh, across the network, and some of the listeners have stepped up and appreciate everybody that's supporting the NBA Gambling Podcast. So Underdog Fancy, it's the easiest place to play fancy sports, and it's also the fastest growing fancy app in the industry. Pick whether your favorite players will go higher or lower on their stat total in this week's games for a chance to win big. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players to build a pick'em entry, and can also make rival picks with pits, which pits two players against each other. Uh, we've had pretty good success on the NBA Gambling Podcast over the past couple of weeks. You're putting our entries together. So stay tuned at the end of the episode. Uh, Terrell and I will put together our underdog fantasy entry here for tonight so you guys can watch along, maybe make your own picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. And if you haven't already signed up, make sure you use our promo code NBASGPN and get your first deposit doubled up to $100, as well as an instant pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with our promo code NBASGPN. Must be 18 plus and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Again, SGPN, we're uh, we're teaming up with Underdog Fantasy to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month, and five winners will receive an underdog hat. Underdog T-shirt and a fifty-dollar SGPN gift card. So sign up today using promo code NBA SGPN and go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. Monoff, I would just like the people to know yes. that we are currently tied for first place with the fantasy football podcast for the yeah. number of underdog signups. I think that's kind of right, like kind of wild. I'm not going to lie because we're in season; they're not. 
they are literally they're literally talking about the combine the yeah combine. that's what they're talking about the combine and they're tied with us in first place for underdog signups and they're talking about the combine that's yeah, that's pretty bad that combine pretty bad. what are we talking about here man we're not talking about the game we're not talking about the game that they actually go and play for fake we're not talking about the the game that they play for fake and you know prepping for that in the offseason and the season's a week away. We're talking about the combine, man. Combine. Fantasy football. Come on. Our our listeners, our listeners are gonna sign up. Our listeners are gonna sign up. They're gonna help us out and make sure that we get the sign-ups because we're talking about what? Combine. Please. We're talking about the combine. Hey, maybe more of our listeners do step up, but hey, a couple of them have stepped up. But hey, a few days left. Come on. Get us to get us to that finish line and and again and into that contest absolutely free. Hook you up with some merch from Underdog Fantasy and the SGPN fifty dollar gift card. All right, Terrell, four games here. Let's get into it, my we man. First that, game put that on social. We got to put the clip that put that on social. Yeah, <laughs> we're starting uh, beef. We're starting beef with the other SGPN pods. We're about to hit, we're about to start some beefs around SGPN for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get an updated number on where we're at from Sean. Let's see what he uh, comes back with if we. Do pull into the lead, or if not, fancy football's uh, kicking our butt when they're off season. But first game on the schedule here, let's get into it. Toronto Raptors, they are in Indiana here tonight to take on the Pacers. Pacers are a six-point home favorite here with a total of 244.5. Looking at the injury report, I'll start here with the Toronto Raptors. Pretty clean injury report. Um, Only guys on the injury report are guys that are on G League two-way contracts. Uh, Indiana Mm -hmm. did play against Dallas at home yesterday. They did mm-hmm. get the victory 133-111 against the Dallas Mavericks. And now on a back-to-back situation here at home against the Raptors, who may be amazing at raising a little bit of eyebrows coming out of the all-star break. Uh, they've won, I believe, both of their games, if I'm not mistaken here. But the offense looks mm-hmm. better. But Terrell, let's start with the side here. Pacers laying six against this Raptors squad. All right. So we have Indiana here, who is bottom of the league on back-to-backs this season. So that's not going to sit well. But currently two and eight last place in terms of uh, how they do on a back to back. And I mean, the question mark that I really have for this Toronto team is the same thing that I kind of have for the Indiana is what's going to be the effort on the defensive side of ball for, you know, these two teams. Like, are they going to put forth the effort? Toronto kind of night and day in the two games since the all-star break, 93 points against the Brooklyn Nets respectable it's the brooklyn nets on the road against atlanta 121 giving up still get wins in both of those games and yeah indiana still defending home court here uh after the all-star break and playing a little bit better defense 115 to the detroit pistons 111 to the dallas mavericks to kind of feels like they're in a rhythm now and they're catching a stride after the all-star break at home they didn't have to go anywhere they were here the whole time and i think that's really where the defense and some of the conditioning and the fatigue overall fatigue kind of steps up because they didn't really go anywhere they were there for the all-star break after the all-star break you're getting back ready for the season so it's like you're good you're in your homes you're with your families and and indiana probably poised to make a pretty good run here i think i'll back the form of indiana with all of that and the fact that i just don't trust Toronto defensively Toronto's still on the road here and I'm expecting to see more points more points on the Indiana side of the ball not as much as the Raptors so I'm gonna go with the Pacers minus six 
Yeah, the Pacers on back-to-back situations this season are two and eight straight up, two and eight against the spread. But I think it is a great point that you point out that it's not really much. There hasn't been much traveling for this Pacers team. Uh, if at, if anything, after the All Star break, and they're just playing in back to back games, it's a home and home back to back. Yeah, look, I mean, look at it. They Valentine's Day, they went to Toronto, beat this team one twenty seven, one twenty five. Yeah, and then after that, you're in Indiana the whole time. You go back to Indiana for the All Star break. You're mm-hmm. chilling at home for the All Star break. After the All Star break, you got those few days off. You're probably still in it. I mean, some of these people, I mean, they can fly out and go anywhere. They're millionaires. They can do whatever the fuck they want. But yeah, it is. There's they haven't had to leave Indiana in a really long time. And so even though this is a back to back, I just have to think that they're more they're less fatigued. And you have a Toronto team that, again, I don't know what their motivation on the road is. They're not that good of a road team. They've given up points on the road to Atlanta. I think that this Indiana Pacers team makes up. A, they're a better in Atlanta, basically what they are. They're a better Atlanta. So I think that Indiana is still going to be able to score. So I like Indiana team total over. I think that's probably the play I like more than minus six, honestly. I think yeah. the team total over is the play for me. Yeah, not a lot of minutes played last night by the Indiana starters either. Um Andrew Nimhard was Andrew Nimhard and Ben uh, Bendick Matherin were the two guys that played the most minutes at 33. But other than that, uh, Halley was at 31, Miles Turner 30, Pascal Siakam 29 uh, last night or yeah last night against the Dallas Mavericks. So I think I think I know we talked about the uh, the unders hitting, but I think this is a game where we do see points being put up, um, like especially just with the pace that the Pacers play at. Um, so again, like Terrell mentioned, if you like the Pacers team total over or full game over, I think this number, despite it even being at 244 and a half, I think is a little low. Um, you know, especially with like Terrell mentioned, these two teams that just matched up, they got over 250 points, uh, in that game. And Toronto's look better offensively as well. I, I watched a couple of other games since the all star break, and they're playing with a little bit more pace, um, mm-hmm. as well. Kelly Olinick has been really good on the offensive side for them as well, just initiating the offense and just finding guys around the basket as well. So, um, yeah, one twenty in both of those games. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll lean with the Raptors, but I think I'm on green with Terrell that I think that we do see points being put up in this game. So uh, full game over for me at two forty four and a half in this game. Uh, any player props looking at in this game, Terrell? Uh, I'm co- I don't know. I'm concerned about some. What if someone? What if Indiana? What if Indiana's turned the corner in the second half of the season defensively? Dallas holding Dallas to that one eleven last night was really like I was like okay because I thought Dallas I thought that that was clearly like that game was clearly going to go over and Dallas was going to keep up their part but it was really just Indiana that's kind of why I leaned more to that Indiana team total mm-hmm. and so if I'm leaning to the Indiana team total of course I'm just going to give out some Indiana props and so uh, Halliburton assists I mean you feel like you feel that that feels good every night like there's never a night yeah. that really doesn't feel good but that feels good every night. Uh, Toronto has some issues defending defending players inside the paint, scoring inside the paint. And so if I have a team that struggles against scoring inside the paint, playing the Pacers, I always look at Ben Matherin, uh, Neesmith, especially Neesmith if he plays. I doubt. I don't think Neesmith is going in this one. I think he's out for this one. But those guys are slasher types, get to the rim, get to the basket types, those that are really going to challenge people inside the paint. So I'll be on uh, Ben Matherin today over 15 and a half. Um, just looking at Scotty Barnes assistant rebounds in this game, that number's at 14 and a half. It is at minus 140. 
Uh, but he's gone over this projection in a, at least five straight games for the uh, Toronto Raptors. He's been pretty close to triple. Uh, I don't want to say. Yeah, he's been close to triple doubles in about. He got one against the Cavs before oh. the All-Star break, but there was a game after that where he had 7-9-9, 29-12-8. Against a, um, Atlanta Hawks, he had five rebounds, 10 assists, 12-3 and three against the Brooklyn Nets. So um, I, I think that, again, if we were expecting pace in this game, I do think that Scotty Barnes can get over this projection of 14 and a half of assists and rebounds. Quickly, threes has been a thing as well. He's been pretty solid coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, shooting it. I want to say he's hit at least uh, four in each of the first two games since returning from the All-Star break. So actually he's hit five. Um, five against, yeah, five against the Nets, six against the Atlanta Hawks, 11 of 19 combined for uh, Emmanuel quickly. So um, that number's probably at three and a half for uh, quickly here. Let me see. Where's Emmanuel? Two and a half at minus 120. So um, yeah, yeah, I like that one as well for Emmanuel quickly. Anything else you got for this game? Oh, and Pascal. I'm going to throw Pascal out there again, too. All right. 21 and a half. Got to. Indy, Raptors, still still fresh. It's still fresh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next game on the schedule, we'll go over to Madison Square Garden. The Detroit Pistons, they are headed to, um, to take on the Knicks. Knicks currently sitting as an 11-point favorite in Alec this game. Alec revenge game. Alex versus Boyan Bogdanovich revenge game. Revenge game. Ooh. Uh, 223. Quentin Grimes revenge game. I think he's out for this game because I know he was out. I think they said he was going to be out for a week. Or was that Marcus Saucer? I think I saw. No, that's Marcus Sasser. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So uh, if anything, if anything, we may get more Quentin Grimes. 223 and a half, the total injury report. All right, here we go. So. Like you mentioned, Marcus Sasser is going to be out for a week. Isaiah Stewart is going to be out. He's serving that league suspension. And then for the Knicks, the usual suspects, OG Ananobi, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. Um, Knicks struggling a bit, man, especially on the defensive side. They gave up um, 116 to the Boston Celtics. They lost that game by 14. Um, I don't know if people, a lot of people watched that game, but it was, I think it was that third or fourth quarter where the Celtics were hitting almost every three-point shot that they were getting up. Um, so defensively, right now, over the last five games, the Knicks are the worst-rated defense right now in the entire association. They're struggling a little bit right now. But Terrell, Pistons catching 11 points here in Madison Square Garden, man. Who's turning into Michael Jordan tonight? Uh, probably Grimes, if he plays. I think he should play. Let me see if I can I've find the status. I, I, I think I think he should play. He should play. He played the last game, twenty six minutes. And it was two for eight, which means this prime or could be Malachi Flynn. <laughs> I mean, it's technically it's technically a Malachi revenge game by definition. Evan Fournier. It's a lot of oppor- it's a lot of opportunity. Actually, it's probably no. I'm not gonna lie. It's probably gonna be Evan Fournier. He's actually been getting minutes. That's crazy. Yes, it's probably going to be. Yeah. It's probably going to be Evan Fournier. Now that I think about it, it's more than likely going to be Evan Fournier. He might bury. He might bury the Knicks today, and it's going to piss me off. But he he might bury the Knicks today. Well, how could it not be? If you're Evan Fournier, you have to have a great game today. He's been playing. 26, 25, 19, 18. And most of his shots, if not majority, a majority of them are coming from the three-point line. 
Yeah, it's gonna be Fournier. He's gonna piss me off. He's gonna piss me off today. I'm I'm ultimately prepared for it. Are you taking the Pistons? I I thought that the Saturday night game would be a bounce back spot for the Knicks going up against the Celtics. But I I think I am going to take the Pistons here catching the 11. I just need to see it's it It's like first. as much as we want to like the Knicks, it's been pretty bad the last five games. It has been really bad, yeah. Let me, I'll try to see if I, what, when's the last time they covered a spread. Let me see. I mean, they covered the game when Philly. It was a short, like, one and a half, and they destroyed Philly. But, like, yeah. outside Prior of that, that, they're like you, one and seven. Yeah, you lose to Orlando. You had the terrible game against Houston. You've got the... Uh, the Pistons, not Pistons, the Pacers game that you lost. Like, it, I mean, it, they weren't good going into the All-Star break. It's kind of 50-50 after the All-Star break. You get a really, really good win against Philly. Had me feeling really good about the Knicks. And then they lost against Boston. And you know how I feel about them. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I feel like the Pistons have been competitive. Like, or mo- for the most part. Lost by six to the Clippers, covered there. You didn't cover 11.5 or 13.5 against the Lakers or the Suns before the All-Star break comeback. And you just missed the cover against the Pacers, but you get the game against Orlando. Orlando was on the back-to-back. Orlando sucks on back-to-backs and never really covers. So that could be a little bit misfortune. I I mean, I guess I'll still go Knicks minus 11, but I I don't know why I should feel comfortable. The Knicks haven't been playing the best ball, and it's just because of injuries. So I was just looking up um, the Knicks defensive rating without OG and an OB, and it's at 122.9 um, compared to 115 with OG and an OB on the floor uh, for the Knicks team. So when we talk about like defensively, it's like it's mm-hmm. Josh Hart. And then, like after that, I'm not sure who's really playing defense right now. It's showing up in this in in the stats as well, right? Because, like I mentioned, without OG Ananobi, at least over the last five games, Knicks are the worst rated defense in the entire league, right down there with the Utah Jazz. Uh, the Clippers have been struggling defensively. Wizards, uh, Nets, Lakers. So it just it's it's not New York Knicks basketball right now with, without or without OG Ananobi in the lineup. So I'm gonna take the points here, man. Like you mentioned, that these I these teams. Yeah, with these teams that go into Madison Square Garden, I think that I've seen the Pistons at least put up some type of fight. I just can't get behind this Knicks team right now, man. They're they're just struggling both on the offense and defensive side right now. Yeah. And it's the Garden. And it's the Garden. Regardless yeah. of how, how much better the Knicks are, it's the Garden. People show up in the Garden. Yeah, okay. I can get behind that. Total 223.5, anything there? Kind of lean under. Yeah, I think I, the- I, I I would give I would I, I feel like the only thing I would actually bet is maybe a Pistons team total over. But ultimately okay. I'm afraid of the Pistons just not being able to score. And but I'm afraid of the Knicks being so lax lackadaisical on that side of the ball against this Pistons team that they is it's just not an effort. It just feels like a, a gross mass loss of effort for the worst team in the league coming to the crib and you need a get right game. And I mean, I guess you need a get right game, but this could be like what? 110 90. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. if, if it goes the Knicks way, and let's say that we're wrong and the Knicks start playing hell of good defense and the Pistons go into that stretch where they can't score the basketball anymore, like, I can see 110-90. But so, like, but if you're taking the chance of the Knicks have been horrible defensively and they're going to give up points to this Pistons team, then I would take a Pistons team total over. I really don't like the total. I actually don't like this game at all, believe it or not, because I don't want to – I kind of want to bet Pistons, but I just – I can't get myself to the window and say, let's take the Pistons plus 11 here with the Knicks who have consistently destroyed lesser competition. Like the bottom of the barrel teams in the league, they have destroyed them. So since 2020, when these two teams have matched up, how many games do you think the Pistons have won? It's been 11 matchups since 2020. Uh, Five. 0 oh, and 11 are the Pistons, Pistons haven't won them. since 2020. They haven't won since 2020. They're 2 8 and 1 against the spread, 5 5 and 1 uh, uh, to the total. Yeah, see, that's not, see, that's making me feel better about the Knicks. Yeah. So I feel like I'm closer. I, I feel like I'm getting closer to placing a Knicks bet than a Pistons bet. And maybe if I play a Knicks bet, I'm getting closer to that under than the over. Yeah, um, last four road games. I know that traditionally the Pistons have been a team, at least this season, that have been trending towards the over in their road games. But um, four straight unders on the road for the Pistons um, on the total, at least. So I, I think I'm kind of I'll still lean Pistons here, but I th- I think this might be an ugly game, man. I think that the Knicks have to clamp down on defense. Two twenty three was it and a half is a total. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the under. All right. JR saying today is today. <laughs> 11 and 1. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Anything else for this? At least aside in total, we're getting the player props here. Play Evan Fournier today, man. I'm telling you, at the end of the day, Evan Fournier is going to have like five threes. He's, He's going to piss me off up. today. He's going to piss me off today. I know it. He's going to piss me off today. It's going to be Evan Fournier. He's going to piss me off. Yeah, I wait closer to game time because he's not listed right now, obviously, for him coming off of the bench um, for Evan Fournier. But, yeah, he has been getting the minutes for this Pistons team as well. Um, anything else you're looking at? i probably going to get there with Josh Hart, rebounds and assist to go over. He's been pretty consistently mm-hmm. hitting that. I don't know. We've talked a lot about that on the pod. Um, I think that was the only one as far as a player proper like for this game was Josh Hart, rebounds and assist over... I think it was 12 at 13 and a half or 12 and a half. Let me get the exact number, but anything else you're looking at? Uh, let's see here. Also our tops in over nine and a half points at plus money. The Knicks are bottom five, actually 27th. If you want to be exact in opponents points per paint in the last five games. And you have all star Thompson who's been playing really, really good basketball and being able to score. They kind of, you know, after they made the trades and they've got this new identity for the Pistons, they're kind of leaning on him to start doing a lot more things, not just scoring the basketball, rebounding defensively, all that. So I think Osar uh, and the defense is going to keep him on the floor and that's going to provide him opportunities to just backdoor cut, get easy buckets. I think Osar should be able to reach 10 points in this game. So Osar Thompson over nine and a half. All right. Um, all right. Before we get over to the next game of the night, let me tell everyone about our friends over at Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger, 
by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tools to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability. For the entire parlay, sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets or craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, to our next game on the schedule here, we got the Brooklyn Nets. They are headed to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. Uh, the Nets are a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game with a total of 215-and-a-half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Brooklyn Nets, they are going to be uh, pretty clean for them. Only questionable tag is going to be Ben Simmons. He's sitting with left leg soreness. For the Memphis Grizzlies, the usual suspects are all out. Marcus Smart, John Moran, John Conchar, Brandon Clark, and Desmond Bain. Um, I'll start with the side here. Terrell Nets laying one and a half on the road in Memphis here tonight. (laughs) Do you want to put a bet down on Brooklyn right now? Not when they lost against the Raptors by 28 points and they lost... uh, Minnesota by 15 points, and they haven't even scored 95 points uh, over their last three games. So I, my money's on Memphis here tonight. I'm Plain trying to figure out why they're favorite. That's the only thing that's really slowing me down. Why is Brooklyn favorite? Why? Why? Memphis Memphis is so under like Memphis is so underrated because of that injury report. It's actually insane. And yeah. I hope that this disgustingness that everybody's seeing from Memphis this year is going to give us an amazing price on them for the championship next year. Like I am so bought in on Memphis next year. They just need a big, I am so bought in on Memphis next year. They just like literally if Steven Adams was still on the team and you told me he was coming back full health next year, I would be a thousand percent in on Memphis to win it all next year. I, this team with the supporting cast that they have now, what was the, what was the score of that? They covered the nine and a half against the Clippers coming right out of the all-star break, doing exactly what they were doing when they beat uh, Milwaukee. Just play good defense, play good defense and hope that the shots fall your way. 101-95 Clippers won. I mean, it's not too many times that a team pulls up and just outshoots and literally destroys this team. Like, it's not too many times. Memphis is so scrappy and so annoying. A little gnat at the bar pissing you off, just buzzing around your freaking ear. That's what Memphis does. I'm, I'm not fading Memphis. I'm not fading Memphis. Memphis 8-2 ATS on their last 10 road. Oh, sorry, 10 home games. And they've won. They've covered four straight at home as well. Plain and simple. Grizzlies. <clears throat> Bro, I'm taking men. Like, there's one team that's playing good basketball and still losing sometimes. They're actually winning a few of these games. And then there's a team that looks horrible and plays horrible. And even though they switched to coach up, it's still bad right now. Maybe they turn yeah. a corner. I'm not going to – I'm not getting ahead of that. Um, if you get ahead of Brooklyn turning the corner and them being and going on a run and them starting to play better today, congrats to you. I'll clap and cheer you on from the side of the road in the loser circle. Other than that, I'm taking Memphis. Like I'm, I'm fading this Brooklyn team until I go. 
until further notice. Like, I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I don't. I, agree. I don't understand. There. Do you think they outscore Memphis? They don't score that many points already. So I mean, it's not like as much to try to outscore them. But Memphis is like light years better than them defensively right now. It's a whole I bunch mean, of two way dogs on Memphis that <clears> are fighting for their lives. I, I don't know how I can get behind Brooklyn right now. They're just they're not playing well. There was something that me and Scott had talked about with this Memphis team. Like you're going to get their best effort because you have guys that are playing for this Memphis team that are playing for their future, right? Whether it's with Memphis or whether it's going to be with another team, because this is their opportunity to showcase and some of those roster spots that open up, you know, in the summer or going into next season, like this is the opportunity for this Memphis Grizzlies team. So yeah, I'm taking the plus plus one and a half here on the money line as well for the Memphis Grizzlies. Anything on the total trail two fifteen and a half. Yeah. Thunder. This could be like that Charlotte and uh, Pistons game last night. Yeah. yeah, it could be just like that, where both teams struggling to get to 100. Memphis has been playing really good. I take a, a Nets team total under as well. Like, I, I'm not confident in either one of these teams getting over 100 points. So both of these two teams play with an extremely slow pace right now. Uh, Brooklyn towards the bottom of the league in terms of pace where they're uh, where were they at in the last five games uh, they have let's see 26 the, 26 in pace yeah. in the last five games and then uh, Memphis is 19th yeah so I'm expecting to see I'm expecting to see a slow pace game better defense, not really concerned of any world beaters on offense. Maybe, you know, maybe you have a really big clay, uh, not clay, <laughs> Cam Thomas game. Maybe you have a really big Cam Thomas game in there or something like that. Maybe you have a really big Jared Jackson Jr. game in there somewhere, but nothing that I think that this is going to sky soaring over the total. So yeah, I like the under. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, both these teams are bottom eight as far as offensive rating as well over the last five games as well. So under for me, 215 and a half. Do you have anything on player props? I know John mentioning um, Nick Claxton under PRA um, yeah. for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, he said, what do you say? Let's see here. Uh, last 15 games, he's been uh, 10 games to the under of the last 10 out of the last 15 and the last eight road games. Six of eight towards the under on his PRA. So that's a good call there. Hey, uh, man. Right, that's the prop bet, prop bet bu- brother right there. Prop bet brother. Yeah. John. Yeah. I'm, I'm tailing John. I'm tailing John with that under. For yeah, John be coming out of nowhere. He'll randomly message me with these stats, and I got to get on it, man. I don't know. Um, he finds a way, though. Yeah. Appreciate that one, John. We'll definitely be on that. Um, I mean, it makes sense because you think that you well. think that it's going to be a lot of. Uh, you think that he's going to struggle to score? Yeah, with Jaron Jackson Jr. in the paint, and I think that it's a s- slow paced game, and offense is going to be what maybe maybe a hundred on each side. So yeah, I think under is yeah. the way to go today. Um, let's see what else. Let's see Lonnie Walker yeah. points. Chat chat's got a lot of props. Lonnie Walker over yeah. points. Vince Williams six and a half assists plus money. Yeah, I like Vince. VCU guy. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of player props in this game. Uh, you have anything else? Yeah, I will uh, 100% in a game that I think is going to be ugly and a lot of good defense played. I'm fading Ben Simmons. 
I just want to know how much am I fading Ben Simmons by today? Am I fading him by four and a half? Am I fading him by six and a half? I'm fading him by, well, I don't know, because they won't have him listed. If he plays him. Yeah, he's definitely questionable on the injury report. Uh, if he plays him, fading him. I don't think he's going to score anything. Mm. I got to go back and look at the Santi Aldama props, too. I, I know that his unders were going crazy at one point. I think that they, they've caught up. He's down to nine and a half now. Uh, let's see what he's done. Last five games, averaging 7.6 points. Last time he had more than 10 points was against the Charlotte Hornets. But since then, 7-7-6. Seven, seven, it was at one point, it was points were at 13 and a half. I remember playing that. I think Scott was talking about it, too. Yeah, I remember, yeah, Scott had mentioned it when me and him did a show together. I know you guys uh, mentioned it as well. So, Marcus, seems like it's finally adjusted at least to his points prop. You got anything else? Mm, no, no, no. Expect an ugly, slow game in that game. All right, last game on the schedule. It's going to be the Miami Heat. They are in Sacramento to take on the Kings. Kings off fresh off of a victory last night against LA. Uh, they are mm-hmm. traveling back home uh, to take on the Miami Heat team. Um, currently, as it stands, the Kings are a six and a half point favorite in this game with a total of. 225. Looking at the injury report, I mean, we talked about it for the Miami Heat guys that are serving suspensions. Thomas Bryant, Jimmy Butler, uh, Nikola Jovic is going to be out as well. Josh Richardson is going to be out for this game as well. He's seeing with a right shoulder dislocation. Uh, Duncan Robinson is available to play, and then they have three guys that are questionable here tonight. Tyler Hero, Orlando Robinson, and Terry Rozier is also upgraded to questionable. I know he was out with okay. that. All right, looks like injury. might see a Terry return today. Yeah, um, no injury report yet for the Clippers. Like I mentioned, they did play last night, so they do get that extra time for this. Submit- yeah, oh, sorry, I'm sorry for the Kings. Uh, they do get that extra time to submit that injury report. But draw let's start with the side here minus six and a half in favor of the Sacramento Kings hosting the Miami Heat. Oh, I mean, this is easy. We have a a Heat team that is depleted, a road dog, and a road dog by over two possessions. Heat, it's easy. Take the Heat. Take yeah, the Heat. I, mean, I, I was looking at the Kings minutes last night, 36 for Sabonis, 33 for Fox, 37 for Murray, 36 for Barnes, 28 for Malik Monk. I think it's a huge letdown spot here. The mind right after beating the Clippers, right after beating the Clippers, especially because the game I'm pretty sure the Clippers Kings game before that was the one where the Clippers dogged them like, dogged them. De'Aaron Fox didn't do anything, like, I think they were done by like third midway in third quarter or something like that. And so they come back, had a really, really big win. Now you're back, you're coming back from the all star break, two straight wins, one at home on the road. Now you're traveling back. Miami. This is Miami as a dog. This is when Miami thrives. This is when Miami thrives. And they're they're rolling. They feel good about themselves right now. I'm I'm rolling with Miami plus six and a half. It's really not any question about this. Sacramento on back-to-back situations this season at home. One and two straight up. 0-3 against the spread. They're giving up 125.3 points per game in that span. So 
yeah, I'm all over the Miami Heat here as well. Anything on the total, 225? Now, do they score or do they play good defense? Um, I think I think Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, you got Hamiake still playing, Caleb Martin still playing, Bam still in there for what it's worth. I know you're not the Bam guy, but I think this is a huge Bam Bam game. I mean, it should be. And then you may have Terry coming back into the lineup as well. Like, you're not really concerned about the interior defense of the, uh, what is it, the Kings? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. So it's a, it's a Miami. Miami should, Miami has the match. When Hakez driving into the lane, you got Bam, Scary Terry, if he's out there, hopefully he just doesn't jacking up threes. That would, yeah. They should be able to find Caleb Martin. Like a lot of these guys get to the basket, close range, points inside of the paint. That's where the Kings are really struggling at defensively. Yeah. All right. Miami teams are over. All right. Player props, what are you looking at? I like Hawkes. Okay. I like Hawkes. And I think Hawkes is going to be able to score. I think Caleb Martin. Those really do where I think I'm going to try to channel most of the scoring. Caleb Caleb Martin, Hamiake is coming off the bench, or unless he's starting this game, he might start, but mm-hmm. Caleb Martin and Tyler Hero. Probably if Rozier plays, then Hakez is coming off the bench. Then I'll like Hakez a lot more coming off the bench than probably starting, but uh, I, I just got to see who's playing finally for Miami and piece together the lineup from there, but I know I'm playing Tyler Hero. I think Tyler Hero has a great matchup today. I think he's going to be able to score. And then Caleb Martin is very interesting to me as well. Um, Yeah, I was looking at BAM rebounds as well. That number's at 10.5 at minus 125. He's done really well this season without Jimmy Butler in the lineup, and he's actually been rebounding the basketball really well over the past several games. So if I want to play BAM's rebounds and assists, sorry, rebounds, points and rebounds to go over or just his rebounds alone, um, I think that might be worth a good look here tonight, at least for BAM. He he has, I think he has a good matchup here tonight. uh, Oh, yeah, BAM scoring fifth in the league, 17.6 points inside the paint over the past five games. Yeah, Only people better than him. Giannis, Sabonis, Jokic, Zion. There you go. Love that. Uh, you got anything else for this game? Mm, no, I'm good. That's it. All right, let's get over to our lock and dog here for tonight, and then we'll put together our underdog fantasy entry. Um, you want to lead us off? Yeah, sure. Memphis plus one and a half lock. Just keep fading Brooklyn. Just keep fading Brooklyn. Uh, I, I I got hesitant about Charlotte yesterday, and there was no point in doing that. I feel like this is somewhat similar where I think that the line is just wrong. Like, I think the line is just wrong, and people are backing this Brooklyn team, and they have no business to trust Memphis to get it done. Memphis has been playing better basketball. Memphis is at home. Brooklyn is desperate, but I think it's over. Memphis Grizzlies plus one and a half. It's up to plus two now, so even a better number for you. Okay. For my dog, Miami on the money line, get it done. Plus 215 on the money line to get it done. 
This is a letdown spot for Sacramento coming off a of back-to-back. And we've seen Sacramento on back-to-backs this season. They had a back-to-back against the Nuggets that completely, completely got buried in. Now, that's plus travel in altitude. Now they're getting travel, but they're going to be at home this time. So yeah, there's there's open for variance there. But I think the Miami Heat, even with the, the suspension, even with the injuries, this is how the Heat operate all year. They operate on a half-supporting staff. They're always better as a dog. They're better as a road dog. They're better as a road dog when they're catching six or more. I think this is all opportunity where we just sit here. We see a classic Eric Spolstra coaches his team up when they're not expected to win the game, and they put on a really good showing. They had a really good game against the Pelicans last time out. I think it could carry over Miami Heat plus six and a half. Uh, well, it's my dog. So plus 215 on the money line. There you go. All right. For my lock, um, I will take the Nets team total under 108 and a half for a team that hasn't even sniffed 100 points of their last three games. You're now going to put the Memphis team that's been solid defensively, especially at home. I don't think the Nets will get to this number. So team total under for the Nets at 108 and a half. For my dog, um, it's going to be a player prop parlay, which I really did like. So that's going to be Emmanuel quickly over two and a half three pointers made. And I'm going to take Bam over 10 and a half rebounds here tonight. Okay. That'll get you to plus 230. Plus 230. Some yeah. juicy dogs on the show today. Yeah. Bam over 10 and a half rebounds. And then Emmanuel quickly over two and a half three pointers made. That'll get you to plus 230. Which leads us to Terrell, our underdog fantasy lineup here for tonight. Again, underdogfantasy.com, promo code NBA SGPN. Not only are we in that contest, but hey, we're going to reward you guys. Get in there. Uh, new account holders, make sure you use that promo code. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog. Five lucky winners. <laughs> Excuse me. We'll get merch from underdog fantasy at t-shirts, and then also a $50 SGPN gift card uh, to our merch store. So again, make sure you guys get in there. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code NBA SGPN. All right, Terrell, where are we starting for our entry here for tonight? I will throw out Osar Thompson higher, nine and a half points. You look at, he's averaging 11 Point one in the month of February here. He's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games in February thus far. He has gone over this number in six of nine. They're using him a lot more now that they've gotten the trade deadline out the way. They've gotten the waivers out the way. They start to find the rotation. They're letting the young guys play and they're giving the young guys opportunity. He had he was four for four yesterday against the Orlando Mat. Was it yesterday? No, Saturday. I'm sorry. Saturday against the Orlando Magic. He was four for four, but before that, five for 10, seven for 13, nine for 13, five for 12. You see the shot attempts that I'm talking about 10, 13, 13, 12. He's getting opportunity. I think he can get to nine and a half points against the defense in the New York Knicks that, again, 27th in points inside the paint. All Star is doing all of his work inside the paint. I give it up to All Star Thompson, higher nine and a half points. All right. I will throw in. Josh Hart, rebounds and assists, higher 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think that defensively, this team needs to step up. And Josh Hart right now is their best defensive player. But he also does a great job of rebounding the basketball. He also uh, dishes the ball out. 
put the guys in the right spots. And it's also, he's playing a lot of minutes for this Knicks team. And a guy like Josh Hart is what Tom Thibodeau looks for in his player. So he's going to put him out there. And Josh Hart is a guy that just goes out and plays, man. He doesn't get tired. Uh Um, 43 minutes, like I mentioned, that Celtics game. Uh, So I do expect him to rack up the rebounds and assist in this game here again tonight. So higher 13 and a half rebounds and assists combined for Josh Hart. Uh, you want to go Tyler Hero? Yeah. Uh, let me see. Do we like anything else more than that? Let's go with, uh, let's play Jong's uh, Claxton. Oh, yeah. Let's play Jong's Claxton play for a lower. We need a lower in here. Claxton, let's see here. All right, so yeah, there you go. Perfect. So Claxton lower on his PRA of 25 and a half. Jog put out the numbers there. 10 of his last 15, he's gone lower on his pra and then six of the last eight road games he's also go lower on his pra of 25 and a half so we'll throw in super fan jong uh into our fantasy entry now we have uh, a now we have a person to blame we have a person yes. to blame for if if we lose one <laughs> yeah. we know who to put the blame on <laughs> <laughs> all right so just to recap uh, we're going to go Thompson, uh, Sir Thompson of the Detroit Pistons, higher nine and a half points. Josh Hart, rebounds and assists, higher 13 and a half. And Nick Claxton of the Brooklyn Nets, lower on his PRA of 25 and a half. Again, don't have an account yet? Make sure you use that promo code NBASGPN. If you already do have one, get your family, friends, coworkers involved, tap them over the shoulder, uh, get their phone, sign them up. Uh, you get a deposit bonus of up to $100 on your first deposit for new account users. When you do that, make sure you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog. March up for grab from, from underdog hats, t-shirts, and then we'll hook you up also. Five lucky winners with a $50 SGP and gift card. All right, that is going to do it here tonight for this NBA uh, gambling podcast episode for the Monday schedule. Terrell, anything else you want to mention, my man, before we get out of here? No, I'm good. That's it. Let's have a day. Yeah, make sure to follow Terrell on uh, Instagram and on Twitter at reallyrail underscore underscore. You can follow me there as well at sportsnerd824. And again, you can also make sure to subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, Hit subscribe and do us a favor. Hit that that thumbs up button. Leave us a comment uh, as well um, in that comment section uh, for the NBA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with, uh, with myself and Scott for the Tuesday games. Till then. Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going.